Hello and welcome to this week's edition of BPM Pod, the podcast where we get behind people's music. I'm your host, Ashley Scrace Vandal, musician, podcaster, writer, communications guy, general nuisance to uh, friends, family, and just the local population. And uh, it's really, really great to have you here on this podcast. If I've not mentioned this already, we are now in 2020, if you didn't know, and you're listening to this, you know, some other time. So welcome to the new year. And you haven't really missed that much because we've only just started back up. This is the second episode of the new year. The first episode was with Dave Adams from the Acoustic Guitar Project, and I encourage you to go and check that out. It will leave you feeling really inspired and just really great about the world. Just leaves you with this feeling that you can create something from nothing, and it really can take off. Uh, So I encourage you to go and listen to that. That's with Dave Adams. But what can you expect on this week's episode? Well, this week we're back in Berlin previous one we had to go over to New York and this week we're back in Berlin where I am based as we talk to a male female pop folk singer songwriter duo called Forest Island and that will be coming up shortly. But first before we go to Forest Island I wanted to talk about one of my biggest inspirations and that is the singer songwriter Warren Zevon. Now, just over a week ago, it would have been Warren Zevon's 73rd birthday. And I like to think that he would still be going strong right now. Um, His untimely death was in 2003 after a battle with a very rare form of cancer. And Warren Zevon has been a big inspiration for me throughout my musical career and um, throughout my just sort of, yeah, music listening career as well and I've really enjoyed a lot of the stuff he puts out and a lot of the stuff associated with that scene the sort of west coast um, pop rock singer songwriter scene that you know bred people such as Eagles and Jackson Brown, Linda Ronstadt Carol King and so on and so forth. Instead of really capturing the sadness of Warren Seafon's times which I definitely recommend you do and really really criminally underrated singer songwriter I was going to introduce some of you to Warren Zevon, and for some of you who know and like Warren Zevon, this is more of a reminder. As I run down my personal top 10 favorite Warren Zevon songs, and we're going to do that right now to mark what would have been the 73rd birthday of Warren Zevon. Now, when I was compiling this list, I actually had a much harder time than I first thought I would. I kind of thought it would be a bit easier because there are sort of staples of Zevon which will always be well known and will always be respected. So I really thought, oh, you know, I can breeze through these. But then the honorable mentions list got longer and longer. And the honorable mentions list, if you're in some moods, could even be another top 10 list. So some Warren Zevon songs I would like to honorably mention are Don't Let Us Get Sick, really, really great song. Gridlock, one that people overlook, but I encourage you to go and listen to, and it's on in the background of uh, my voice now. 
and it's a really angry song about just wanting to get home from work and there's traffic jams and you want to go on like a Michael Douglas falling down killing spree. It's got some killer guitar work in it from Neil Young um, as well. Really, really great song. Reconsider Me. The French Inhaler, another classic that a lot of people would have put in their top 10, but not for me. Splendid Isolation, great song. Dirty Life and Times, which is another great song. I'll Sleep When I'm Dead, pretty repetitive, but uh, it had a long-lasting impact through his career because he was quite a destructive individual, and I'll Sleep When I'm Dead even became the title of his biography that was released after his death. Detox Mansion, Accidentally Like a Martyr is one of my absolute favorite Zevon songs, so check that out. Frank and Jesse James is one that just missed out in the top 10. I'll explain why later. Disorder in the House, one of his later songs, but really, really good. Werewolves of London, I have missed off the list. And the final one, Hasten Down the Wind, really, really beautifully arranged track. So that's my honorable mentions. <laughs> like, between those songs, you've got a top 10 there somehow if you reorder them or not. But let's get into the top 10 and uh, starting with this one at 10th place, reluctantly 10th place. Number 10, for my next trick, I'll need a volunteer. Warren Zevon had a particular knack for stunning opening lines and generally shocking, memorable lyrical phrases. And I'm unsure if there's a better one than this, though. Despite those who love Werewolves of London and the like, as he says, I can saw a woman in two but you won't want to look in the box when I'm through. For my next trick, I'll need a volunteer is a slick, seemingly funny, but actually scathing look at fame, loneliness, and the terrible person that Warren Zevon could so often be. It's arguably not the best song from his 2000 album, Life Will Kill Ya. That's probably Don't Let Us Get Sick, which I already mentioned. But for some reason, the wry humored for my next trick, I'll need a volunteer comes back to me over and over. Need a volunteer. Number 9, Roland the Headless Thompson Gunner. Now for the title alone that deserves a place in this list, and Warren Zevon is known for a bunch of novelty songs all tinged with humour, sarcasm, and sometimes quite brutal observations. But perhaps, unfortunately, Zevon is best known for these tracks, which, while good, and I will talk about more later, like Excitable Boy, for example, he gets mostly known for these more nonsensically tinged songs. However, Roland the Headless Thompson Gunner, while a little bit nonsensical, tells the wonderful story of a mercenary, a CIA agent, and the spirit of rebellion and killing which wanders through the ages. It's the best example of Zevon balancing humour with facts and reflection. And spoiler alert, it's not even the only song on this list from the 1976 album Excitable Boy. Number 8. Searching for a Heart Released in 1991 on Zevon's eighth album, Mr. Bad Example, Searching for a Heart is a predictably caudal yet touching take on loneliness and the time spent trying to find a kindred spirit. 
The imagery of strolling through the night and being introverted in everyday life is powerful and somewhat inspirational. Even better, another artist I deeply respect, Don Henley, covered this one on the Warren Zevon tribute album, Enjoy Every Sandwich. It's a little bit different, but hammers home once more just what a sublime example of Zevon songwriting this song is. Number seven, genius. And at this point, I've realized there are quite a few entries in this list from Zevon's later career, even though the earlier stuff is perhaps more respected. Zevon himself described this song, Genius, from the album My Rides Here as a lament on death. The irony of this all being that just months after releasing this album in 2002, Zevon was diagnosed with mesotheoloma, a type of cancer that develops from the thin layer of tissue that covers many of your internal organs. But if you ask me to suggest a Zevon song that is equal parts wry, bitter, strange, yet accessible, Genius would probably be it. Overall, My Rides Here is a disappointing album, but this track is the standout, with wonderful strings, a cool rhythm, and some of the most scathing lyrics Zevon ever penned. He thinks he'll be alright, but he doesn't know for sure. Like every other unindicted co-conspirator. Had a hairy head, a house in France Where she worked on all her... Number six, Excitable Boy. Is it a joke song? A horrible song? Purely absurd? Or is it kind of a mix of all of those things? The piano riff in this track is the first Zevon riff I learned on the piano and the lyrics are among the first I remembered too, which probably says a lot about my dark sense of humor. There are a lot of Zevon fans who dislike this song, given that it is another example of Zevon's nonsensical nature, rather than being a song which showcases the depth of his emotions. But I disagree with the disdain for this song. It's witty, seemingly jolly, and then it blindsides you with some of the darkest lyrics ever penned in a pop song, and it is. One of Zevon's best pop tracks. Number five, Lawyers, Guns and Money. Another pop blended with nonsense track from his album Excitable Boy which features very heavily on this list. It's a fast, hard, bucket load of fun song, telling the story of Zevon getting into more and more trouble, whether he wants to or not. It's also one of the only songs which, despite being a cliche, effortlessly fits in the phrase, the shit has hit the fan, to great effect. Number four, Keep Me In Your Heart. are falling and I'm running out of breath Keep me in your heart for a while For many, this is technically Zevon's last song. It's touching, tender, fitting, and a beautiful pre-eminent death plea to keep remembering him through any manner of seemingly mundane daily actions. 
It's simple, stripped back, and it is sad for sure, but certainly one of Zevon's best. Like with many of Zevon's best songs, Keep Me In Your Heart is a raw, reflective take on times gone and how it's all coming to an end soon, but the spirit will live on. A truly superb, beautiful track. Into the top three, number three, play it all night long. Another stellar opening line here. Grandpa pissed his pants again, he don't give a damn. Again, play it all night long is jokey. And typical to Zevon, it's dark. It's easily the best song from the album Bad Luck Streaking Dancing School, released in 1980. Zevon takes aim in this song at the southern way of life, which he deems is just people listening to Sweet Home Alabama on repeat, while having relationships with family members and getting into drunken bar fights. It's full of gloom and dread, but by this point, you know not to take Zevon too seriously. A song which I play pretty often live, much to the disgust of the audiences who hear it, it's got a lovely riff which ebbs and flows through its short runtime of two and a half minutes. One of the first Zevon songs you should hear for sure, and it will be one of the ones you keep coming back to again and again. Number two, poor, poor, pitiful me. The first entry of two on this list from Zevon's proper debut album, Warren Zevon. Side note, I know Warren Zevon had an album before this called Wanted Dead or Alive, but it flopped. So spoiler alert, as there's only one more song after this, the next one's gonna be from the same album. But which song is it? Zevon fans better get guessing. Over Warren's expansive career, no album has matched the consistency, sensitivity and fun of his debut album. It is my favourite Zevon album by a long way, and 10 of the 11 songs on the album could legitimately be considered a top 10 in their own right. But Poor Poor Pitiful Me is the standout track. While better known for a version from Linda Ronstadt released in 1976, the Zevon original wins out for me. In keeping with Zevon's sardonic lyrical style, the song looks at a botched suicide attempt, domestic abuse and sadomasochism. All with a glint in his eye which is sarcastically mocking famous songwriters who complain about fame being so bad. It is apparently a friendly swipe at Zevon's friend and my all-time favourite artist, Jackson Brown, who could write some pretty depressing songs about fame, fortune and loss, even in the height of his popularity. It's playful, stupid, but genuinely well thought out and cool, and it's especially fun to hear it with the genders reversed too. And for me, the even better version of this song is the acoustic one that Zevon plays on Learning to Flinch, an otherwise bad live album. But that version of Poor Poor Pitiful Me is nine minutes of bliss. And number one, 
Desperados Under the Eaves. The best song on the album Warren Zevon. The best orchestrated song Zevon wrote. Also the funniest, yet saddest, yet somehow most memorable. This is the song I want played at my funeral. That is no joke whatsoever. Desperados Under the Eaves is my absolute favorite Warren Zevon song. At face value, it's a simple stream of consciousness tale of a guy sitting in a bar drinking salty margaritas. Except this guy is thinking about the apocalypse, climate change, the lives of people he knows, and how, rather ironically, the bar tab will probably still need paying, even if the world does end. The ending, which some deem stupid as it mimics a singing air conditioner, you have to listen to it to understand the context, is wonderfully put together with strings swelling and swirling until its climactic end. A truly excellent way to end an album and a truly sublime song to be remembered by. And that's my top 10 Warren Zevon songs of all time, in order, although the order sometimes changes. Um, any you like, any you dislike, any you know, any you don't know, or maybe you've never heard of Warren Zevon before and that was a very quick 10 minute education to who Warren Zevon is and some of the songs you should listen to. Whatever you got out of that, please do let me know in the comments or get in touch. Uh, BPM Pod on Facebook or BPM Pod on Instagram, or you can comment on the page on bpmpod.com. It'd be really great to hear from you and uh, start a conversation. But now, normality resumes as we look at a duo, a pop, folk, rock, singer, songwriter duo who have got an absolutely wonderful vibe, really great voices, really great orchestration. And they're based in Berlin, really not too far from where I live. So how privileged am I? It's an absolute pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Forest Island. Um, uh, the cellist, the band, um, from Berlin, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, my name is Vera. Uh, I came to Berlin three years ago to study, 
uh, found Eunice at an open mic one year ago, and since then we play as Forest Island. So this Forest Island thing is pretty new, right? And is it just you two, or do you have additional members as well? We've had many yeah. members. <laughs> okay. We tried to like create a band, which has been a struggle yeah. for this year, or the last six mm. months maybe, more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we're back to being us two, uh, sort of with a drummer, but we need to fill the gap with the bass before we can mm. continue with drums. Mm. And so. what sort of started this off? So you said you met a year ago. Yeah, we met at this open mic, and then afterwards you had a little gig at a, a musician's showcase of a friend of ours, and I just jammed along with my cello, mm -hmm. and we noticed it works pretty well, and then we jammed a bit more. Yeah, it was actually and starting more that we played in the streets, uh, yeah. like we realized that both of us like to busk, uh, it's a great way to practice and somehow we just started to jam uh, together not really thinking about structure or creating a band and eventually we just thought let's do something about this and so there was no sort of idea of what sound you were going for because you were this sort of ambient psychedelic I guess sort of folk I don't know mm. band I don't know how would you describe your sound first maybe that's the best question actually and then how did that sound develop well where should we start <laughs> yeah. we've been trying to define our sound for some time now and yeah. uh, what ambient progressive right I think yeah, yeah yeah like ambient pop wave, wave pop wave pop yeah. which probably is not even a term but we it created it yeah, yeah, it is yeah. Uh, it's very wavy music thanks to the like cello who has very long notes uh, with my singing that also tend to like drag very out spacey. yeah very spacey mm. um, and I play guitar which uh, is a crime unfortunately oh, <laughs> for the music because that? if we want the psychedelic part we need a guitar player I'm more of a chord, four chord song <laughs> kind of gal so uh, right now it's very folky for that reason yeah, and very okay. poppy also uh, structure wise okay. um, I mean now for Forest Island mm. you're the main songwriter it's, I guess. yeah I, I, I've <laughs> written most songs I've, I've written with a, another songwriter um, two of the songs but uh, I mainly did the writing for now. But we have tried to write something now recently uh, mm. and trying to like divide the work with the lyrics and also the progression and structure and everything. So we can be more of like one. What are the sort of themes of the songs? Where do, where do you sort of pull from? Well, the classical, as always, you know, from your own emotions, I write because I don't know how to put, put it to words. So I try to just write something that can grasp sort of the emotion overall. Uh, a lot of inspiration is from love, broken love, life. Mm. Uh, I used to be very sad as a, or in the sense of a sad writer mm. um, which I try now to get away from but then you know it's it's all the kinds of emotion that you find in yourself mm. that I just pick pen and write it down and then I'll see what I can do with it nice that's good and then you say you play guitar primarily 
When did that begin? Have you been playing guitar forever or is it just something you picked up? I picked it up when I was 14, I think. Uh, started playing just you know, uh, Christmas songs and stuff, okay. <laughs> easy, yeah. easy chords. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when I got it to Berlin three years ago, I started in a band, mm. uh, a four piece band. So I stopped playing guitar totally because I mm. had a guitar player who was mm. brilliant. Um, but then when we split it up, uh, I start to mm. play guitar again to mm. be able to write and continue the process because I just cannot uh, write lyrics and the chords. I need to have some kind of tool to be able to put more melody into yeah. it. So yeah. that's yeah. why I decided to. And what about with the cello? How long have you been playing that? For about a year. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought this was like a forever no, thing as well. No, no, no. Strings are really new. Um, yeah, you were actually a guitar player from the yeah, beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, from the beginning, I'm a pian pianist. Oh. Okay, right. But yeah, also not really, because I um, started when I was like 12 or something. Okay. But it's nice to hear a cello in a song, because I was listening to one of your videos you put up, I think it's called Crimes. Mm. And it's it's uh, you singing and playing guitar, and then you're on the cello as well. And then there's a third person as well, I yeah, think. Yeah, guitar player. Another extra guitar. But the cello adds this really nice, sort of not drone, but like constant through everything. So mm. you almost don't even notice you don't have a bass, like or something in the mm. end, really. It's just got this nice undercurrent like bassy undercurrent i guess is the yeah. best way to put it exactly like the cello brings a lot of like the depth inside of the song i yeah. feel like yeah and yeah you bring a lot of low frequencies which is good when we don't have a full band yeah yeah so. before this podcast said to you that we should talk about your inspirations and influences and we quickly mentioned there that you have a lot of different inspirations and influences. Yeah. Look at that. It's like we didn't even prepare this. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have the exact same the, list on us, which well, is it's a cool. pretty similar list, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, mainly a couple of ones I'll pick up on that were kind of like ones I thought of and then I saw on your list and was a little bit like, well, that's strange. That, well, maybe it's not strange we both did that. Maybe it's a good compliment from someone coming outside and being like, oh, you sound like these people. I don't know. First one was Mazzy Star, yeah. who no one I don't think has heard of, really, massively. I've been listening a little bit to Mazzy Star, not so much, but I've heard uh, before that I sound similar. You sound to so, so much like her. Yeah, so I, I start to listen a little bit more, actually, just to be able to hear and get more inspiration. Yeah. Um, she's super cool. <laughs> so... What else is on your list of inspirations? Because I detected Buckley and Massey Starr as similar ones that I'd written down. But then I think we've got like Pink Floyd on there and stuff like that, right? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I love my Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah, Pink Floyd is a crazy good band, but still like they have such a complex sound, done so much. Yeah. So it, it's we're not even close to getting there, but we want to, <laughs> we want to, you know, start putting in weird. Yeah. Weird sounds, More weird samples, and conceptualize things. Yeah. So to form the band and make it bigger, do you want to gig more? Do you want to release stuff? Like, what are your immediate goals? And for now, first we want to record. I think. Yeah. Like we're working around it all up. Mm. Like find what we really want to do, like conceptually. Yeah. And defining ourselves. Yeah. Because playing yeah. live is so different from recording. In recording, so you can mm. 
add as many la- many layers as you want as long as it works. Mm. Uh, and we've been playing mostly live uh, yeah. for the last year only, probably. I've mm. uh, been recording a lot, but demos, they didn't really come to the result that we wanted to. So we're, we're on the recording phase now, trying mm. to release our first single. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that? After that, aside from world domination, <laughs> exactly. that's of course uh, the end goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to dominate the world with ambient progressive music. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a fine world to live in, actually. Mm-hmm. But yeah. speaking of visual appearances and seeing you, where can people find out more about you? You have some really lovely pictures on your Facebook page and stuff, actually. Well, They're really, really nice. Let's give yeah. some props to Hannah Brandes. She's a photographer. <laughs> uh, she took those pictures on a not as hot day as this, but it was very... It was one of the first warm days. Yeah. Really nice lightning. At yeah. Night. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the pictures turn into black and white. So Facebook is uh, one place where people can find out more, right? And that's yeah. just what Facebook... Forest Island, right? Facebook and Instagram. And Instagram yeah. are the main two. We're trying to be hip with the kids. As yeah. Well. <laughs> we're, you know, it's pretty boring. We don't like social media. We like to do music. Mm. Try to stay in strong with that, but we can't. No. Not in this today's society. No. You have no, to be on to. on social media, Twitter. We, we will get that. I've, we're now taking a bit slow with the promotion part until we can have something to actually yeah. show. We need show. material yeah. to, yeah. Yeah, obviously. That's, that's the first step. So we just have it so we can get some kind of following. And if people ask, they can still like see if we have gigs. We mm. still upload. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you. I'm just so sitting in the sun here. Like, well, it's really hot in this kitchen where we are right uh, now. So I'm surprised <laughs> we got through it, but we did. I'm glad we did. So it's strokes. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. And that's it from this week's edition of BPM Pod. I want to say thank you to Forest Island for appearing. I would like to thank you also for coming along and listening, my wonderful listeners. And I'll leave you with a quick message of positivity. As we start the new year and we're in this sort of dark period of the year, it's kind of miserable and depressing. I don't know about you, but it's made me very introverted and very sort of down on things. And it isn't just the weather. Like This happens all the time and all of us struggle with our mental health at some point. Of course we do. There are things that just seem too overwhelming, too much, and we just need a way out. But please remember, people do care about you more than you probably think they do, and that help is only a phone call, a text, an email, or a coffee meeting, or a lunch, or whatever it is. It's really not very far away. So whatever help it is you need with your problems, whether you think they're big or small, do keep talking. Reach out to people. Trust in people and tell people how they can help you because you deserve all of the happiness and all of the love and all of the things you want. And you shouldn't apologize for those things either. And if you need help in achieving those things, confide in someone. There are people there and it doesn't even have to be a friend. There is professional help available if you do think you need that. So remember, take care of yourself. Take care of other people. So you get the help you need, the love you need, the happiness you need to be the person you want to be. Until next time, I'll leave you with that. And uh, stay lucky out there. Take care of yourself and each other. And I'll see you on the next edition of BPM Pod.